Hi, and welcome to this short episode of Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast, highlighting artists, teachers, authors, and philanthropists who are part of the regenerative movement and committed to planetary purpose. My name is Julian Guderlei, and in today's episode, I'm hosting an interview with Kyle Empingham from Victoria and British Columbia. He holds a master's in resource management and is a graduate with over 10 years of experience in public engagement, facilitation, communications management, and network building. He has also closely worked in building in the sustainable seafood and environmental education campaigns for the David Suzuki Foundation. And now Kyle is co-creating a project called Together Victoria. And we're inviting today for a dialogue and discussion and an inquiry around homelessness, inclusion, and climate change. And so with these words, welcome Kyle. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited. We just talked about this off the line. Victoria has you know, a special interest in my, my heart and my mind. And so I'm, I'm curious about Together Victoria and I'm, I'm curious about, you know, these, these human problems in our society around homelessness and, and inclusion and how to, because it seems like some, there's a lot of talk, there are a lot of opinions out there. Um, but then I know you've been traveling and you've been, you've been looking deeply into this matter and there are some places around the world that are they're doing better than others. Yeah, absolutely. And for... Yeah, I think really what it comes down to for me is uh, to the extent to which we care about other people. And so I, you know, I think when I think about the, uh, how I approach situations and problems and no matter what I'm doing, whether it's an environmental education campaign for the David Suzuki Foundation, whether uh, it's anything that we're talking about with Together Victoria, really it's about the amount of empathy and, and care that you have for, for others that are in society, whether um, you know, there are folks who are, who are well off or they're not well off at all. Uh, and so I think, you know, if we can provide a, uh, a level of love and care to everyone in, in, that we meet and everyone that's around us, I think we could all be um, genuinely better people and, and genuinely be building communities that we all, we all sort of want to be in. And I think that that always, of course, will often apply to those um, who need assistance more, more than others. And I think that that's something that's really that's important, that's dear to me, that's a part of how I've built my career is about caring. Uh, and so uh, for me, when it comes to something about homelessness or, or inclusion in our society, it's understanding that everyone has something valuable to contribute. Uh, and so that, when I think about co-creating Together Victoria, that's really what it comes down to. It's about the fact that I think everyone has a place in society and everyone belongs. Yeah, beautifully put. I definitely, I definitely see that contribution is is a, one of the big keys. Kyle, you you mind just like addressing the problem and the reality of the problem with a specific context of, of Victoria, like just really briefly, and then we can kind of you know lean into the possible solutions or things that are being tried and things that you you know you you see yourself embodying and practicing. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, it's um, with the idea of, of, of homelessness, it's, it's a bit of a wicked problem. And sometimes it's hard to even tell exactly what the, how to define a problem like that. But of course, for, for homelessness, there's, a, there's, a, um, there's something very specific about it. It's the fact that there are people who just don't have a home. And so that's, that's the very definition of homelessness. But the way people get there is often nuanced and complicated. Um, you can there are so many different ways to get there is um, is a great uh, place to sort of start that conversation. Um, one of the things that we actually know about is specifically in Victoria and across British Columbia 
is that sometimes homelessness is not, um, people associate that with maybe mental health or the fact that, you know, um, maybe there's, um, yeah, that is a contributor to the problem. It certainly can be. It's not always though. Um, what we know is that actually um, there's this invisible element to, to homelessness actually where a lot of the time what happens um, is that maybe it's, it's um, a woman who is leaving uh, an abusive relationship or an abusive home is trying to find their way to a transition home. And right now we actually know that those those places in, in Victoria and in British Columbia are quite saturated. There are actually many women that get turned away from those homes every week for, uh, because of the fact that they just don't have capacity. And so for that reason, that's one another reason why someone can, might end up on the street. Um, so to, again, that's not necessarily a mental health thing. That's actually just a, the way in which we have supports for people that need them. Um, I've also read problems where people who have gone to school and have master's degrees and are very educated are also um, find themselves in situations without homes. It's not necessarily about, um, about the person itself. Sometimes it's about the structure that's around them. Uh, and so when, I, I know what we're going to get into solutions, but basically that's why I think for a lot of people that, that solutions building part of this adds, is complicated because the problem is certainly nuanced and wicked in itself. Yeah, and I think, you know, the reason why I'm asking this is for one, to put it in the context, but two is to, to simply get a little bit more perspective on the stigma around homelessness and, and inequality because uh, this us and them mentality will, will never help us create a bridge, right? And this, this mentality of there's a right or wrong or this person might deserve it or have done something wrong that they that put them into the situation even if it's right, it will never help us to create the bridge. And so I, I feel like homelessness and poverty are a symptom of a much larger systemic issue. And um, when people do the research, they, they will figure that out um, over a short uh, midterm or long. And so solutions, holistic solutions aren't simple, but then again, like bringing it into the context of Victoria, it seems like it's such a, yeah, you know, almost utopian location. It's a, it's a perfect size of a city to, to run different experiments and to do things that are maybe not possible in other places. And, and then also, this is my very personal narrative. I feel like on an island like Vancouver Island, you know, there's, there's, there's a possibility to, to, to create, yeah, almost like a role model status on a global scale to show that even though things can go wrong and not everything is always flowery, there is a responsibility that when we take it serious and we, we, we create solutions, this is one of those places where many people visit and they're like, whoa, wow, look, this community has actually figured it out. And so that's my hope. And this is kind of what I want to lean into in, in the sense of solutions. Like what, what are the solutions that you've seen visited that we can read about? And then what are the solutions in Victoria that you feel like are dear to your heart and, and you have a clear plan of, of um, action on? Yeah, that's great. And you know, another part of the, this is, maybe I'm starting a solution with a problem, but um, one thing that we also know about Victoria is, is there's an affordability crisis as well. So it's hard for a lot of people to actually find their way into finding uh, a decent home and to be able to actually afford to live here. Um, and so what ends up happening is that it actually often even squeezes out the people who are on very low incomes or on income supports as well. Um, and so. Um, and so that all sort of contributes to that to that issue as well. We do know that we're we're quite short. We're thousands of units short on affordable housing for those who are on any form of income supports. And so 
if we're not able to help those who who have even the the most the lowest form of the incomes in our society then you know that's also um that also doesn't help people get off the streets into a place where they can they can sustain themselves as well um so really a part of it there's a few things one of them is that we do need to we need to find a way to make Victoria more affordable. Uh, that's a part of the solution. That's a very complicated part of the solution too, uh, but it's something that I know I'm, I'm excited to, to keep working on. And um, the other thing is that we do have really good um, supports uh, in Victoria specifically. There are places that have um, resources available to people who, who are willing and able to work with, with those people. Uh, one of those places is called Our Place. It's a nonprofit society that's done some really great work. Uh, and basically they have it, they have a plan. They basically say that people can come in off the streets and they can work, they'll work with people in order to try to help them uh, get back on their feet to, to find a job, uh, to be able to, to live in a, in a space for uh, up to, I think it's about up to five weeks or so and they can transition um, through different parts of the, of the society. Um, and through different sort of units in, in the place based on how they're doing and what sort of supports they need. I think the, the best part about that is that they tailor, they do tailor like the, the programming in a sense to the person. It's not this one size fits all approach. And I think, as I said before, I, the, home, the I, uh, problem of homelessness is not one size fits all. So finding a solution can't be that way either. Um, and I think it's just really great what they do. They certainly have a lot of the traditional things that you might think about in terms of making sure that there's there's food and shelter. And they also provide, um, there, there's training and even some elements of what I would say are like really nice, not maybe non-necessities, but help people believe in themselves and help them get back up on their feet. I know like I saw one of their ads the other day was actually for someone who might do manicures and pedicures for people. Someone might say that that's not a necessity for someone, um, but also um, that's something that we would, as people who have great incomes and are, are stable in, in our lives, that would be something that we would maybe be able to do without even thinking twice. And to be able to provide those sorts of really uh, soul nourishing things, I think is also a big part of the solution too. So. Um, I think more supports like that are definitely a part of a part of a solution that I see for Victoria. Yeah, it, it's very interesting because the, the problem is so so multi-layered, right? And, and again, like I feel like it's it's a symptom of a much larger systemic um, occurrence. Uh, let me just um, address the elephant in the room. Like, what about the, the opioid crisis and the you know this experience and and because I'm a very global citizen in some ways, I see it across the entire West Coast of North America, actually, from Victoria to Vancouver to Portland to, uh, you know, San Francisco, Los Angeles. It, it's present everywhere that you see that there is like a, a society within a society where you can see individuals struggle. And I know our place is, is a great first rescue to that, but what are your thoughts and concerns and, and, and possible solutions around that topic? Yeah, I think um, yeah, I, I think there's a lot we can we can certainly do in in that regard. And I'll admit that I don't feel too much of an expert in that. And uh, but I do believe that there are are options available. And I think you know um, where our governments can step in to sort of help make sure that people are are um, have supports to be able to do the right thing. I think are great. Um, and so. I think you know I, I know a few things that the, our, our governments have done, uh, and I think that we need to just keep thinking about how those things are going and how we can iterate on that to make sure that we're seeing the the improvements that we want to see in our society. Um, 
so again, it comes down to care for me. Like, I think it's one of those things where, uh, you know, we know that people um, are, are struggling with, with those things in, in that regard. And so the more that we can do to sort of help people um, understand that, you know, gov our government or our people or organizations are genuinely there to try to assist people, not necessarily trying to, um, to tear them down in any way, shape or form, I think is great. And, you know, I think generally in, um, in society, sometimes we think, um, you know, when a government raises taxes or does all these other things that, you know, um, they're trying to, um, I guess the blunt way to call it is like, they're trying to stick it to the man. They're trying to like, you know, um, squeeze out their money for everything they're worth or whatever sort of um, uh, rhetoric that you'd like there. But really, I think um, our governments are serving people best when they're genuinely trying to help them. And I think that that's, um, that's my philosophy and that's the way I, I, I tend to try to approach government and politics myself. Mm, cool. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I um, definitely personally don't expect that we'll solve any of these issues with the dialogue alone, but I think the dialogue is kind of like the, one of the dominoes that gets the domino effect rolling, right? And so um, tell us a little bit more about Together Victoria and like some of the inclusive um, kind of goals and initiatives around Together Victoria. Yeah, Together Victoria is a, uh, a, pro a progressive group of folks that are trying to get uh, people elected into, uh, into office in Victoria. And really what it comes down to is that they want to uh, help, um, they first off want to help um, people who, um, who often traditionally don't run in political spheres. So they're trying to make sure that um, people who um, often aren't represented at a council table are potentially represented. Um, and you can imagine how important that is because really when you think about those who often end up getting elected into the, the city council positions, um, it's often those who A, can afford to, maybe they're retired and so this is like a thing that they can do now or they have a well-off job or something like that. And so um, Together Victoria is trying to make sure that people, that the city council represents the people that they're trying to represent. Um, and I think that that's, that's a really great initiative in itself. Um, on that vein, it's meant to be something about um, making an, an affordable and inclusive city, a place where, where everyone feels like they can certainly belong. Uh, and so a part of uh, their, their mandate and the things that they're trying to work on are about trying to make sure that inclusionary principles are guiding city council decisions. And so you can see that in even some of the things that have happened over the past year in the city of Victoria. We have free uh, bus passes uh, for youth under the age of 18. Um, and there's many other things actually in that regard, but basically trying to make sure that some of our most vulnerable people can even feel like they can thrive in the city of Victoria, which I think is a great thing to, to be striving for. Yeah, really interesting. Um, there's a few questions that I have in mind. And one of them is like, you know, I, I kind of uh, asked it earlier. Um, let me try to bring it back in, into, the, into the, the clear point there. Like, what are some learnings from other communities around North America or um, that we can read about in the news or you've visited that, you know, like free transportation or really actually solving homelessness, which some small communities, not of the size of Victoria at this point, but have, have found a way how it can work for them. So what are some of the learnings or even just things that inspire you that you, that you deem possible for Victoria and the, the area? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, that's the great thing that I've, um, I've had the fortunate opportunity to, to go around Canada and the United States as well and, and learn from other communities um, based on the work that I do. Um, I've seen, you know, Kansas City, Missouri has free uh, transit 
full stop. It's not just for youth, it's for everyone. And that's something that's relatively new. I find that really great. And I'm hoping that at some point, maybe the city of Victoria might get to someplace like that as well. Uh, Cause that's an inclusionary and accessibility thing that I think that would be, uh, that would be really, um, really incredible. Uh, here in the city, we've got um, an inclusionary housing policy also that is, that is asking for new developments to have about 20% affordable housing. Um, again, that's something that we can do in order to make sure that um, people all across the housing spectrum do have a place to, to certainly certainly live. And I think that those are great things that we'll, uh, we'll certainly iterate on. We'll try to figure out how the best way to do those things. Uh, but I think having those policies sort of in place at first is, um, is a really good start. Uh, and in terms of homelessness or uh, around, not outside of Victoria, you know, I know Medicine Hat Alberta has also um, put forward a policy where basically uh, after 10 days of being um, homeless that there would be a support available to you if you need it. And I think that, that those things are sort of, those things are really great. Those are ways in which we can make sure that we, um, that we're doing the right thing for people. Uh, and that's a way for, again, like a local government to say, we've got you like actually this is a really i we know that sometimes times are tough and so here's a, a policy it's in our bylaws it's in our books that says that we're willing and able to help people i think that that um that show of solidarity in sort of the framework of uh of a city i think that's pretty incredible to be honest yeah i totally agree with you and i think it's always boggled my mind that you know these problems they're they're not insular they're not only regarding the island literally in this case but they're 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 global phenomena in many many places and so medicine hat alberta is one of those places where possibly we can learn from at this point i feel like we addressed a few of of, of the core topics already and I'm, I'm happy for for more of a dialogue and, and connection with people also in, in comments and in replies i feel like we touched on you know some of the sdgs even some of the united nations like sustainable development goals like poverty you know sustainable cities and communities and what I'd love to know from you, though, right now, Kyle, is, you know, especially with this increasing polarization through media in our world, you know, um, if it's in Victoria around bike lanes or around uh, homelessness, the polarization, I personally believe, even though some of the arguments might be true, it doesn't really help anyone. And so um, what I believe helps is, is finding that together action and collaboration again. And, and so obviously this is part of of what you stand for. And so my question to you is, what are three things that you love about Victoria that other people might also love about Victoria? That's great. I agree with you on the, on the polarization front. I, um, what I work, a lot of the work I've been doing as of late is around uh, bringing school districts together. And so I work, I go to school districts all across Canada and the US. I, um, and they asked me to talk about, with their communities about what uh, things divide them and how to bring people together and so um, I, I resonate with that I think you know I've always I try to focus on on sort of positive framing generally in life and also understanding that you know there are so many things that actually can bring us together it doesn't always have to be the things that divide us that have to be the things that we talk about um, three things that I like about Victoria uh, well you mentioned bike lanes and whether that's divisive or not I'm still gonna go for it and tell you that I like them um, I think that, you know, again, from an accessibility and infrastructure point, they're, uh, they're great things that we can do for our city. We've been voted one of the most bikeable cities in Canada, and I think that's something to be proud of, not something to be ashamed of. I know that there are, are fine elements that we might need to fine tune in order to do it a bit more right and to do right by people of Victoria. 
Um, but I'm glad that we're, we're trying something. And I think that that's the best thing that we can possibly do to make sure that we're, um, that we're innovating in our city. Um, so that's one thing I like. Um, the second thing is that we've got so much blue space and I'm referring to the fact that we're an ocean city uh, and the fact that we do a lot of right by, by our oceans, I think is really good. Again, lots of things that we could probably fine tune and there are some things in the media that if you dig a little, uh, you'll probably find them. Um, but I think that, you know, we have such a wonderful opportunity that not many places have um, in their city. And it's so nice to be able to, to, you know, even sometimes be able to look out a window in the place that you're at and be able to see the calm blue ocean and be able to, um, to be able to sort of um, reap the benefits of being that close to, to such a, a big natural phenomenon. So that's one thing that I, I enjoy as well. Third thing I would say, um, and maybe this is uh, just me, but I think um, we've done a pretty good job of, of our green spaces in Victoria for being such an urban city. Uh, the fact that we have something like Beacon Hill Park um, that is pretty available downtown and sort of uh, a bit of a sort of almost like a tourism destination actually right by itself. Um, and the fact that we certainly try to do our best with our parks and our green spaces. And again, for the same reasons as the blue ones, um, there are so many benefits to making sure that we, we keep our urban forests intact, um, whether that's through mental or physical health. Those are things that reduce stress. They reduce the temperatures actually of, of our cities uh, around those areas as well. Um, and just for general well-being, I think it's something that um, we can't understate. It's something that you know uh, people people need to have access to those things in order to feel like uh, there's a sense of community and belonging. And I'm really happy for the fact that um, for an urban space that we're doing um, pretty well in that front. Mm. Well, you certainly um, you know uh, I liked your answer. I, 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 the green and blue. I mean, th this podcast is called Green Planet Blue Planet for, for pretty much that same reason is to acknowledge those spaces that Earth provides and then continue to cultivate and steward them. And you know. Coming from Europe originally and having spent over seven years in Victoria, like I'll add one little piece to it, which I really love about Victoria, and it connects to these green spaces specifically. The amount of small community hubs and spaces, town squares, if it's Fernwood, Oak Bay, uh, even Quadra Village or Cook Street Village, like, you know, and, and downtown, of course, as well, like even having a pedestrian zone in North America is something pretty unique in some ways. And so Victoria is a very blessed place like that. I feel it's it's made for community life and so um you know from my personal angle just I, I just wish all the best for more and more togetherness in this and so maybe my last question is like what's your what's your wish for this new decade we're going into is 2020 in the beginning and, and like what do you what do you see what do you hope for what do you what do you believe is possible yeah i think that's a great question uh i think a lot is possible I, and again I think this is maybe my super positive framing on on life and on things but um, I do, I, I recognize the fact that, as we said um, a moment ago, that people often feel divided about a lot of different things. My hope for the next decade is that we're, we're bridging that a little bit closer and people are feeling like they're more together than they are apart. Uh, and I think in the, in the city of Victoria, we have lots of opportunity for that. And I think even globally, we do too. I think that there are lots of things. Um, and one of the things I love actually the most about this time of year is um, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of, well, we can call it the holiday spirit or whatever um, you'd like, but I think that, you know, um, we see some, um, some kindness and, and, and opportunity in people, which I think is really great. And I love even when we get, come into the new year, often we'll, you'll see a new story on Facebook that's like, here are the 50 things that went well this year. And these are like the amazing things that, that happened. And I hope, my hope and my 
I think our collective opportunity is the fact to, to think about those things, think about the things that, that went really well this year and how can we drive those things forward? How can we help move those things along over the next 10 years too? Yeah, I like that. Things that are going well. Not to ignore entirely what's not going well, but let, let, let's be inspired by it to continuously find things that are going well. Carl, thank you so much for this short interview, for, for your time and for your insights. and. Um, all the best to your endeavor and your journey. Thank you. And that's that. Another episode of Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast. I hope you truly enjoyed this one and received some insights, knowledge, and a form of learning that you can directly apply to your life, into your relationships, or maybe even into your business and the way you show up for the world. Because this is a movement and we're all part of it, very much so, and we're in this together. We're here to create a world of a triple bottom line, where you win, I win, and the entire planet wins. We're raising consciousness together, and you know that. That's why you're listening, that's why I love you. So make sure to share the love. Hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app, invite a friend to listen to a Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast. And if you have an idea who else you'd like me to interview, make sure you reach out and send me a suggestion definitely check out greenplanet-blueplanet.com, the website to the podcast. I've created a lot of different offers for you, free content, free meditations for you to amplify your connection to self, the state of social impact in the world, and for you to connect and listen to who you could support of the people that I actually interview because their missions are ongoing and a lot of them need more collaboration. And after more than 100 episodes now, with some of the world's leading social impact experts, I have synthesized my most inspired learnings and takeaways to create coaching and mentorship programs for you and the people around you. Let me share with you about planetary purpose coaching and mentorship experiences. If you're in a space in your life where you're ready to level up to amplify who you are, what's coming through you and what you're doing to give your gift to the world, then I would love to hear from you and I'd love for you to apply to one of my private mentorships or group mentorships because getting all of the juice, all of that life force that's in you out into the world is something you deserve and the entire world around us deserves. Also, I work with people who are entirely new to this, to the topic of planetary purpose or the topic of meditation, the topic of inside evolution and revolution. And if that's you and you're ready to step out of the ordinary and into creation or if you know someone who is totally ready for that, Make sure to check out the website or share the website. And you can also always shoot me a message on Instagram. I'll definitely read it and get back to you. Because, like, th guys, this is real life. Let's be in touch and let's create this together. Last but not least, there's a few different group experiences I host, both in person and online. All of them are quantum learning environments, and I'm happy to tell you more. So simply inform yourself and stay connected because whatever resonates with you, I'm here to support you and bring out more purpose into the world. And with that being said, wherever you are in the world, make sure to be you, show up all the way, be all in, connect with someone today, make them smile, have yourself a stellar day. Lots of love to you and until soon.